Black Owl. Yo, we back, back, back. What the deal is? Renegade culture. We in the building. We got guests. Yes. It's been four weeks. Four weeks. So Y'all we got four us. guests. Fucking Kalanji's fault, but I'm not gonna go there right now. Ah, that's that's <laughs> you know horrible. You know, yo, it is, yo, you know, it is. Come on, where the fuck you been for yes, four weeks? Yes, I've been missing, man. I was on the back of a fucking milk carton. Yeah, that's <laughs> you right. You know what I mean? Uh, I was on the milk carton looking for your sister. Oh! <laughs> anyway, are we starting already, though? No. You know She's on a milk carton. Fuck I was you, helping man. look for her. You know what I mean? Whole anyway. Family. Ain't know what they're doing. Yo, it's uh, back, Renegade Culture. Yes. Yo, we got a whole bunch of folks in the studio tonight. A whole bunch? Yeah. And half of them don't even know they was going to be here. Exactly. Matter of fact, my co-host didn't know he was going to be here. Well, I didn't know my co-host was going to be here either. So, you <laughs> hey. know, I was like, I can come anytime. So, even. We got my man knocking in the building. Yeah, yeah. yeah Doctor. What's good? What's the good? Doctor been rocking, man. I've been seeing some videos and hey, some promos. Know, you know, I, I get my pro-hos. DJing on. You know, I do my thing. All right, that's enough for you. Yeah, all right, good. Thing, good. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, doctor. The brother's is... matching tonight. The fuck is going on? Press the on button. That's all oh, we need. Matching, <laughs> matching tonight. That ain't matching. <laughs> it's like it's laundry. Uh, oh, okay. like, so you hey, you bring a V necks back in style, bro. Oh, yeah, got a V neck. Oh, you see his nipple piercing. Oh my! What you looking at my nipples for? I mean, you just walked in. You look like a. You couldn't help it. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, yo, who we got on tonight? We got we got some millennials and some older heads. We got like an organizer crew in here tonight. We got an organizer crew. Yeah, we're gonna talk about. I mean, some really good topics. We have my man Jamal Taylor in the Jamal house. Jamal Taylor. Yeah. That is government. I didn't even know his last name is Taylor. You know his last name? I know Jamal Taylor. Yeah. Jay, how you doing? You guys speaking to the mic, son. You can't just oh. speak. You yeah, never been on radio up, before? No, I've never been radio before. Oh, cool. All right. It's time. All right. Okay. The last three guests. Yeah. Mike Virgins. Anthony. Anthony Shedd is in the house. Anthony Shedd. What's up, family? What's up? What's up? What's happening, brother? He got this moving sexy. He got smooth on He did his Marvin Gaye shit on you. You know what I'm saying? He's like, how you doing? How you doing, man? How you doing, man? Yeah. My man ain't playing. That's right. We got the sister. Wait, wait, wait. First, you see my man Diesel with bench press in Brooklyn. Oh, true that? True that? He like, before he came in, he did like... All the big brothers, I did Jamal too. Jamal too, He did some push-ups before he came into the joint. It's like, yo, yo, we're on the radio. Yo, he got the air horn shorts on. You know he yeah, he's balling. He's balling like what? Yo, and we yes. also got sister Salome Paul in the house. Salome. Hey. Salome. Hi, Salome. Salome came with the hey. hey. It's a little strange, Salome. Say hey one more time for us. Oh, okay. Salome, you can't just laugh on the radio. Just laugh. You can't just laugh you know, on the radio. We, we you can't get through laughing. Hey there, what's up? How y'all doing? All right, cool. Okay. All, right. All, right. She used, uh, All right, she was like, hey, how hey. y'all doing? Like she, that. With that voice right there, both the brothers start smiling. They... Dude over here flexing his muscles yeah, real flexing. quick. Oh, man. Peck flexing. Terry you know, we got some young, I mean, Anthony ain't that young, but other folks up in here. <laughs> young organizers, you know what I'm saying? Folks who we call millennial generation. We're going to yes. talk about some good topics that's happening around the country and the state. Okay. we glad to be back. It's Renegade Culture in the building. Yes. Percent Nigerian, Papa. When you gonna learn her? Can't frame a earner. Came with the noose, I freed myself like Nat Turner. Sucker free, purge myself from the parasites. Marcus Garvey likes on my Instagram, Garveyites. Rebel tone, born in the middle of the cyclone. Revelation talker, that's the beast with the ten horns. And I just took my DNA test, dun da da. 100% Nigerian. When you gonna learn her? Can't frame a earner. Came with the noose, I freed myself like Nat Turner. Still we rumble in the jungle when we fighting dark forces. We Olympians like Ali when we lighting up the torches. See the projects turn haunted when I heard the fiends scream. Too much candy man, candy man, candy man, he old 
You will get tempted to if the devil came up to you, told you pick a boo, pick a boo, here's a crib out in Malibu. Pilots ready to take off the rocket, ready to launch up. The farmers ready to pick up, gorillas ready to stick up. And I just took my DNA test, done da da, 100% Nigerian, Baba. What's happening? Renegade coaches in the building. Yo, how y'all doing out there? It's your host, Kalanji Jump Chang, and I'm live and direct with Kamal K. Franklin. Kamal K. Franklin. The leader, the organizer. Yes, the leader of. Watch your mouth, son. The new Watch your mouth. Yes. Watch your mouth. Uh, K stands for Kool Aid. He's the leader of those. He's the leader of those 360 waves. Them waves are hard right now. Tell us Got the David Duke waves. Okay. Oh, look at you, man. You got the red waves like Ray Kwan out here, the chef. Man, Nobody can hear you. You got a mic, so this is. Anyway, yes. Yeah, so we got uh we got a uh, few great guests on the show tonight. Yeah, we got Anthony Jamal and Salome in the house. Man, that sounds like a gang. Anthony Jamal and Salome. Uh, that sounds like, like a gang. Some hardcore shit right it's not there. Not that like, hard. Y'all run up in here, get smacked by Anthony Jamal and some mole, mother. Salome. What's Salome. Salome. Nah, look at you fucking up her name. <laughs> 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 what? What? Is that exactly like what? <laughs> <laughs> I get smacked right now for fucking up her name. <laughs> we know smacking, but okay. <laughs> anyway. We got, uh, Kamal just messed me up, man, looking at his I waves and shit. Me, but anyway, we have a few hot topics tonight. Mm -hmm. um, Starting off with, uh, a it whole is lot the of shit. 15th year anniversary. You're right, 15 year an organization, anniversary. FTP. FTP <laughs> movement. Shout out to the FTP movement. Um, right. Organization we started back in 2004, uh, which will basically, June 9th, will be our 15 year anniversary. And we're still going strong, so we got a lot of good shit popping for that. How did uh, FTP, people think FTP stands for fuck the police, free the yes. people. Yes. Um, what, what? Uh, uh, fight the power. Fight the power. All that kind of assistance. stuff. Assistance. Um, what's the roots, what's the, the, roots of the, the name and the organization? What made y'all start that? Okay, so basically uh, in 2001, I started a hip hop group called FTP for the sake of uh, wanting to have a hip hop organization that can pretty much drive a movement. You have... A lot, we had a lot of different hip-hop groups back in the day. Of course, uh, Public Enemy, uh, Dead Prez, X-Clan, so on and so forth. X-Clan had Black Watch. Uh, Dead Prez were members of the Ooh. Hood Movement. Mm -hmm. And also, these members of the POCC when I was with the POCC. Oh, okay. uh, Stick was the Minister of Culture and one was the Minister of Health. No, and one was the Minister of Culture. Stick was the Minister of Health. And I was the Chief Coordinator. That's the POCC, Prisons Court Conscious Committee, mm -hmm. under Chairman Fred. So I started this hip-hop group. Uh, FTP because of the fact that, you know, wanted to draw the people, use hip hop as a tool, and then turn it into an organization. Mm -hmm. The hip hop group, unfortunately, it was short lived. Uh, you know, some of the players was kind of whack. So, um, <laughs> you know, we put that on pause. I was still organizing this shit. Um, I, I transferred, trans, um, Transition? Transitioned over to spoken word. So I was doing a lot of uh, spoken word under the moniker The Riot Starter. And uh, so I was traveling, doing that shit, using it as a tool. We started a thing called Ports for Political Prisoners. And from there, 2004, when I moved to Atlanta, uh, introduced the whole FTP movement concept. And it's been on and popping for that from there. So, yeah. and y'all worked on years. some important issues over over the years, right? Yes. Why don't you name yes. a few of the um, most important things that you think FTP has accomplished over the last fifteen years? Uh, putting together our first program we put together was a um, feed the people program. We served over a quarter million folks, um, or quarter, served over a quarter million meals and care packages uh, in the Atlanta area, and. 
30,000 plus in LA out in Skid Row. We have a chapter out there. We have a uh, chapter in Chicago. Um, we did an international Feed the People program where we fed folks and serviced them as far as uh, Zimbabwe, Nanip, Australia, and a number of different places around the world. Um, we've worked on a number of different campaigns, as you know, around police terrorism. Uh, the Katherine Johnston case was one of our more popular cases. The Troy Davis case, we initiated that on a, the grassroots level. Yeah, and if, um, I mean, that's one of the big ones, Troy Davis, because yes, Troy Davis absolutely. was a death row case. Yes, yes, yes. And, you know, and a number of other different, countless, you know, I, I forgot more than we've done you know what I'm saying, or, or forgot the things that we have done. But um, from the FTP movement, you know, we spawned Seattle Movement, mm -hmm. which um, consists of a number of different organizations, including Community Movement Builders, African Martial Arts Institute, Urban Survival Preparedness Institute, Mama's Army, Seattle Youth Corps, National Coalition to Combat Police Terrorism, Freedom Home Academy Atlanta. Um, and I know I'm forgetting someone or something, but uh, right now, we've morphed into a collective. The FTP movement is still strong um, on a grassroots level. And, uh, you know, Seattle movement is yeah. the, the mother hub to pretty much all our shit, including renegade culture and all this. So, so 15 year anniversary, there's going to be a film coming out called Organizing is the New Cool. Yes. Where, yes. How can people come see that? Yes. Um, Organizing is the New Cool. We will be showing our first screening in Atlanta on June 8th. 4.30 p.m. at the Plaza Theater, which is on Ponce, if you're in Atlanta. The Plaza Theater. Um, it's a serious film. Uh, it highlights, or it follows, we've been working on that for the last 13 years, tracking the works of our organization and some of the different players that we work with. Also, a number of different OGs, uh, some who are ancestors right now, like uh, uh, Bob Herman Ferguson, um, Tommy uh, Ford from Martin. He's in the, in the joint. Uh, we have um, uh, Mary Baraka, we have uh, The Last Poets, we have Stick from Dead Prez, we have um, uh, you got Kamal Stanford, Franklin, Kamal you got Franklin, like, you know what I'm saying? How I ain't making it? Marcus Klein. We got a lot of folks up in there. We got a whole lot of sisters and brothers uh, who've been putting in a lot of soldier work through the past century. Yeah, yeah. You know, former political prisoners, you yeah. know, artists, poets, the whole nine. So, one, so, oh, so yeah. I was going to say, so one thing, because I want to bring in our guests. Yes. It's like a lot of the work that you did, like I did, it's kind of like, it's it's sort of like, in some ways, it's like a direct line from some of the work that the Panthers did. Yes, RNA. Um, and, and we knew Panthers. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, we knew yeah. them. We got to organize with them, talk right. to them. Move, so on and so forth. Hear them and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And then we have, like, a new generation who's, like, one like one or two generations removed from two that. generations, yeah. But are trying to do that work also. Right. Um, so I feel like even though, you know, we all were inspired by what we've read. And, and, but we were lucky enough to be inspired by folks who actually, you know, we read about them and got to talk to them, right? And still work with them. And still work with them in some right, ways. Right. Um, Many of them still active. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so what got you guys into organizing and wanted to be organizers in the first place? And I should mention all these folks, um, as much the various different works that they do, they're also members of Community Movement Builders uh, organization, again, part of the Seattle movement. Um, but let's start with Sister Salome. What, what made you interested in organizing, grassroots organizing? Uh, I think the first time I got into organizing, I was a junior in high school. It's a lot of I was a junior in high school and I was pissed off. It was, I think, 2012, um, the Trayvon Martin shooting. I was in Boise, Idaho, and 
as like we have to do something about this, um, even though it's a completely different community. Um, Anti-blackness is global, it's everywhere. And so what got me into organizing was being a pissed off black person in the States and being like, I could do something about it and I can mobilize um, folks on the ground and do, like mm-hmm. basically use our power to be proactive on when it comes to these issues. Dope. But Jay, you, you, what got you organizing? It's actually a similar story. Um, I mean, you know, I grew up, I was, um, I, you know, I grew up reading, of course, like we were saying, uh, Malcolm. Uh, but then after the Trayvon Martin case uh, situation happened, the murder happened, um, that's what got me, you know, like I got to do something about it. Yeah. Um, I, was in, I was in college at the time, though. And um, we started an organization there called Soul Students Organizing for Unity and Liberation. We did a lot of different protests. We did a lot, a lot of different, um, like, activism type of work. And then, but, you know, I wanted to figure out a way to be able to, you know, not just uh, make noise in the moment, mm-hmm. but, you know, figure out a way to be able to make some long-lasting change. So that's what made me transition more so as to just just doing activism work to, you know, more so organizing and then using activism as a tool to mm-hmm. that organizing. Okay. What, what college did you go to? I went to University of Pennsylvania. Okay, okay, okay. So yeah. Northern Cap. Up in... Uh, up in Philly. Mm-hmm. Up in Philly, okay, okay. Yeah. And Brother Anthony, you're an old new organizer. Yeah. Old. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> he's an old yeah. new organizer. Oh, because he's not, he's not a millennial. Nah. He's no. closer to our age. Nah, I'm 42. Yeah, no, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But that's dope, Barely. though, because... But he's a new organizer. Right, no, and that, that's the thing that's dope, because of the fact that that is what organizing is all about. You know what I'm saying? You're never too old, never too young. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You come in when you get in. So, yeah. you know, salute to you for saying that I'm 42 years old. Absolutely. And and, and I, I want to make this change. Absolutely, absolutely. What got you into it? What got you into doing uh, it? Actually, um, just just wanted to make a difference, but uh, I was 18 when I was in the military. And uh, a buddy of mine, man, I, I, I was actually in my AIT training, and a buddy of mine sent me some... Uh, some information on the Bosnia conflict at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, Clinton was our president. Right. So my unit was actually already in Bosnia, so I was actually on my way. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, that wasn't the reason I actually got out. Uh, not, not not the whole reason, yeah, part yeah, of the yeah. reason. Right. But uh, when I began to realize that, you know, what we was about to do or what they were already doing over there, man, was against, you know, just against humanity, period. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the more I, I began to realize that, that these people are not for us. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I began to read, like, the first book I had was, you know, uh, Malcolm. Mm-hmm. So uh, I began to read, man. I began to understand that uh, it was much deeper than the civil rights movement. Uh, and I, I it, though, though I respect, uh, you know, everybody that, that was part of the civil rights movement, um, I, I've, I've always liked the uh, the idea of being a little more radical. Mm-hmm. But with education first, though, you know. Right. Yeah. So self-education, and uh, and that's what I've I've been doing is just kind of self-educating myself, man. And I just want to be a part of you know anything that uh that can make it better for our people, so in any right way home. possible. Yeah. 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 You're in the right house. Now. Absolutely. True. Yeah, Absolutely. True. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. 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 How do we skip over the fact that you said you used to rap, though? I, um, I wanted to nah, well, actually, did you rap? Wasn't nobody okay. trying to hear that God body now? Nah, I, <laughs> I, 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 was, I wasn't part of Nation God's Nerf, but shout out to Nation God's Nerf. You know, you know the mathematics, me? Yeah, I do, but I wasn't part of that. Are you wasn't part of that? They let you in? Nah, I mean, well, actually, well, I, I, used to, I used to rock with the guys back in the day. Um, oh, you so you was part of the crew? What's mathematics? I was down with Brand everybody. Brand newbie. Anyway, anyway, 
Nah, I was rapping as far back in 86. I got my first record deal in 1986. Oh. Yeah, record deal? Yes, I did, brother. I'm nice. My, my life is uh, magnificent. <laughs> in fact, <laughs> in fact, to be honest with you, in if, if he says so, in regards, you know what I'm check it, check that. it. In regards to the whole yeah. movement and struggle, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my organizing style, I adapted from, uh, during the 90s, I was a heavy promoter. So yeah. I used to do like a lot of concert mm-hmm. promotions. Um, I worked in the industry for a number of different labels. Uh, I did everything from marketing promotions to booking for a number of different artists that you know right now who yeah. are classic artists. And um, that's kind of the plug why I'm able to reach out to certain artists yeah. now and they, they'll just jump on board on what we're doing because of the fact that we have a history, you know, back when, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, when they... they well, you know, the interesting thing that you said too is, it, and this is like, like about organizing, and I want to ask the folks here, is like that's what we used to do is hit the streets for organizing. Yeah, no organizing doubt. was about if you got flyers, you gotta go knock on doors, you yeah. gotta stop people on the corner. Yeah. Like in Brooklyn, you know, cats in the park, you gotta stop them in the park, you gotta walk up the folks. These days, and I, you know, I don't wanna throw it all on like, like young folks do ABC or whatever, but folks feel like if they do if they do a post on social media, mm-hmm. then they've done their organizing. And in some weird way they reach they, right. they actually reach more ears, but they don't actually talk to people. You know what's so. ill about what you're saying right now? I was talking to one of my, my comrades that I go back to like uh, 89 with, right? And we was talking today. He's still up in Connecticut. He's like, yo, man, man, they don't even know. You know what I mean? Because he's, he's like, we just yeah. became Facebook friends and all that. Like, they don't even know what we used to do and everything. We was organizing before the little uh, card flyers and shit. You know what I mean? We had the, the eight, eight by eight, 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 eight yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And we had to go around big ass bags of that mm-hmm. shit. I had a big ass medicine bag. I'm walking around with 5,000 flyers. Mm-hmm. We tagging the shit on the damn, uh, mm-hmm. on the trains, on the buses. Motherfuckers chasing us. You know what I mean? But I would go out in the, in, in, in the daytime and not come home until I got rid of all them shit. So I'm all on trains in New York. Jersey, the whole nine, but that was regular. Yeah. Now, motherfucker could push a button, <laughs> and it's like, bam. bam. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's, it's just ill, but how does that, let's talk about the I difference. Mean, it's positives and negatives to it. I mean, on one end, you can reach a whole lot more people with an Instagram post than you can with a poster. You know what right, I'm saying? Like, right. And it can be a click of a button, and you can get a lot of followers. You can get a lot of people looking at it. You can get a lot of interactions with it and a lot of engagement with it by just, you know, posting put by a click of a button. But at the same time though, on the flip side, um, you're not the only person doing that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like people are constantly having a stream of information that they always seeing, right. always engaging with. So the the part the hard part is about making it stick. I'm not gonna be some I'm not somebody that's against social media yeah, yeah, yeah. organizing social media right. engagement at all. I think it's actually uh one of the most valuable tools that we have at this moment yeah. in twenty nineteen. You know, However, it's a tool, right? But I, I just think it, you know it can't be limited to that. Mm-hmm. It's you know you 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 use it for what it is. You recognize the limits of it and recognize what you can do with it, and then you know you have to take it like y'all said out to the streets as well. We got we got to pay the piper real quick, but we're gonna be right back and we're gonna talk more about you know these different levels of organizing. So and issues that are happening today that we want our folks, issues. folks to, to comment on. Yes, yes, yes. So. Don't touch that dial. You listen to Renegade Culture. My man gonna come back with a rap. My man Naka's in the building, you know what yeah. I mean? And, and Naka got that smile. He's like, yo, you say something about my hat? Nah, fuck you up. Oops. So we ain't gonna have that today, Naka. I ain't gonna say nothing about your hat, but Kamal said whatever. Blue Renegade Kyle Culture. Looking, yeah, Renegade. <laughs> Get ready, let's go, homeboy. Nigga ballin' yo 
your court, my nigga. Take that shot, man. Let's get it, man. Ready, set, go. Set, go. Making niggas get right or get low. One, two, two. Ready, set, go. Making niggas get right or get low. Get low, get low, get right, right. Call them killer, kill from the villa. Been ran through like a freak bitch. The pussy club got you angry, what you frequent. Air hard ass nigga in your sequence. Might as well shop at Victoria's Secret. Have them give rap you some I love pink shit. Rent due and y'all niggas to link with. You better find another nigga to link with. Cause the nigga you link with's a lie fool. I used to bully that monkey nigga in high school. Sit at the lunch table, steal and eat his damn food. The pretty girls, they say Michael a damn fool. I get my work on and get my flirt on. I say fuck him, he a pussy, put a skirt on. What up, Renegade Coaches in the building? Yo, we back. Back, back. We live and direct. We got a whole lot of good shit to talk about. I gotta teach them the theme song before we. Yeah. Please don't. Now, come on now, they won't hear the theme song I don't at think some point. Hear that. At some point, we're not gonna do it now. Good. Before we all out on the show. Good. Renegade Culture theme song. Let's do it. We'll do it. We'll do it. Y'all ready now? The R, the E, the N, the E, the G, the A, the D, the E. It's Renegade. Everybody now. Renegade Culture. World up. Yo. 2019-2000。That's how you coined. That's that's how his rap career went. Like you know, that's how his rap career. He didn't walk away. That's the audience. That's it. That's it. Wow. Yo, Renegade. Get down the program, Kosa. Nice. Right. Been warning about the past guests.
you know, like they say, a wise man utilize all tools. So we definitely down for that. The problem with social media in particular is it's the it's a gift and a curse because of the mm-hmm. fact that oftentimes you are dealing with the state and don't realize that you're dealing with the state. So you're trying mm-hmm. to get you're trying to organize some shit around police terrorism and you're openly inviting some folks that you don't know or you're debating online yeah. or you're trusting some folks online based on, you know, the the, the, the rhetoric they spew. You know what I mean? We got to realize that a lot of low-intensity warfare is carried out through those mediums. Mm-hmm. And the internet itself was created by the military. You know what I mean? So we got to keep that in mind. I'm all for, I'm pro, utilizing whatever tool. But at the same time, you have to be that much more careful when you're not face-to-face with an individual. You can read them a, read someone's spirit. You can read their energy. You can read, you know, you can get a visual. But when you're looking at social media, you might not, you might be getting uh, catfished. You know what I mean? You got a cat that's looking like a hardcore black dude, just some <laughs> naked little white boy talking about revolution, and you getting, you know, let down a, a rabbit hole. So, so for you, I it's think. the quality, not the quantity. For me, for me, absolutely. And that that's the thing is, I'm, I'm not a. Um, I used to uh, focus on mass organizing. That's not my role. You know what I mean? We have different components where that can take place. We can do that with community movement builders because of the fact it's a on the ground type thing. We know whether you're going to get down or not because you're going to bring your ass out there. You're going to be in the garden. We're going to watch you to make sure you ain't planting the wrong shit in the garden. We, uh, You can go door to door. Simple shit, right? Mm-hmm. But we're not going to trust you with certain materials. You know what I'm saying? So depending on what level of organizing you're in, you know, we'll use you for different things. And I agree with you. That's a good point that, like, when you're doing social media organizing that you don't know necessarily who exactly is going to be within your audience. Because I know when I was in school, I started doing the activism work I was doing. Um, we would be planning our pro- our protests, and some of them were pretty provocative and were very, you know, pointed at the police, right? Right. This was during Mike Brown, all that. <clears throat> and so we, I remember distinctly, we were, you know, we were, we were planning a big protest, and this, by this time we, we had been folks at our school, folks at, like, other schools within the area. It was going to be pretty deep. Mm-hmm. And the, and right, and, like, when we, as, as soon as we had put it up, out there to on social media, on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, um, we had the Philadelphia police knock on, you know, some of our people's doors and be like, oh, we were, it was an intimidation. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So I mean, that's a real thing. You don't know who all you, you know, you can't do actual planning because it can get shut down real quick. Right. I think she's right on. The, well, put it like this. I mean, I think no matter what tool you use, the government's going to use a tool against you. So mm-hmm. the government yeah. didn't need social media to infiltrate the Panthers and the groups mm-hmm. in the 60s and 70s. Mm-hmm. They used snail mail, right? They they sent letters to people telling them that this one don't like that one, this one's against that one. They sent infiltrators into organizations that Post was supposed to have sort of a, a certain level of, 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 politics. of politics and a certain sort of level of security to make sure who was joining. So there's nothing obviously that's foolproof about it, but I think whether it's social media or whether it's it's face-to-face contact, you know, if if you have enemies who want to stop you from organizing and if you just have dumb people who want to join your stuff, you're going to still have to find and figure out mechanisms to guard against it kind of but thing. Many of those organizers were, um, they were inexperienced when it mm-hmm. comes to uh, when it come when it came to counterinsurgency, because of the fact that they were the they were the first class, they were the graduating class of counterinsurgency. They didn't know about the uh, the index and all that shit that mm-hmm. was going on mm-hmm. with uh, with, uh, uh, with with Hoover FBI, before Hoover, the yeah. FBI came about. You know what I mean? So you know they they were test tubes. So 
It's unfortunate because they were young organizers. They were great organizers. But the thing is, again, it was that trusting spirit <clears throat> because they knew that, okay, this brother said he down. He looked hard. He's a soldier, whatever. He, he's now the uh, minister, the minister of, of defense, uh, defense yeah. over Fred Hampton, mm -hmm. over Chairman Fred Hampton. That's an example. You know what I mean? So, indeed, we're going to utilize all tools, but the vetting system and the vetting process mm -hmm. has to be that much more intense because of the fact that you don't know who and what you're dealing with. I would appreciate the police knocking on the door over them just being in the crowd, in the audience, and we start to groom and they're at every meeting because of the fact that we trusted this particular individual who we thought was on point because of the fact that he had some slick black facts and his woman was black and he was blue, black <laughs> himself. His gums was black and all that. But, um, yeah. Well, the initials for Facebook and Instagram is FBI. <clears throat> Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let okay. me know everything. Well, there you go now. <laughs> yes. Now we've heard. I think, like, uh, at the end of the day, like, if you're an organizer, like, and whether you're using the tool of digital organizing or whether you're using, like, other methods, like, at the end of the day, like, when you're a real organizer, you think strategically about each of these tools that you use. And I guess the vetting process is part of it. And depending on, I, f I feel like all of this conversation is very contextual. It's very dependent on what you're trying to organize people for, what the goal is, what type of people you're trying to have there. And so we can have a conversation about digital organizing when it comes to like a public event where you're just gonna talk about stuff like surface level, front facing right, right. stuff is different than a conversation on digital organizing that has to do with like something that's more radical and more militant or has more of a risk factor towards like ending actual systemic oppression. Right. And so it depends, like it's all contextual. Yeah, yeah, no, and I agree with you. So for the record, we are not in, I'm not disagreeing with what it is you're saying, we're adding on, as long as the political education is there. Yes. That, that's the key, mm -hmm. that's the main thing. It's not about the emotion, it's not about how you feel personally, it's not about how you look, it's about you having politics. What is the politics? What's your politics? Because of the fact that if we if we don't have political education, we don't have shit. Mm -hmm. So we can do digital organizing, we can do manual labor, we can do all that shit, but it's not gonna help us in the end because of the fact that we don't even know what we fighting for, who we fighting, you know, what we're against, who we're against, or any of that type of stuff, or who's against us. And then some of the weird stuff is who pops up to be leaders on social media, right? Like, we don't get, we don't necessarily got to get into names. Sometimes we will. But, yeah, there's, like, cats who just pop up, and you're like, I, I never saw you in a rally, right, a demo. Right. All of a sudden, you got, like... They'll be challenging you. Yeah, they got 500,000 followers. You're like, I just don't know who this person is. Right. They like they got articles in the New York Times, right, Post. Right. So they, like... Blue this, jackets. Yeah, there's, like, blue jackets investing shit. I don't know yeah. who they are. Yeah. But they get... They get pushed up there to be the leadership of movements that have been happening for decades and because of social media or it seems like because of the following they can produce on social media it gives them a certain ownership over even like a movement mm -hmm. activity and so forth that it's sort of like that ground wasn't like I never saw you walk that walk you know what I mean right, and then everything right. just seems a little bit like made up or cartoonish in some senses right I think that's just a function of social media being new yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like as time goes on, as people get more used to it, people are going to recognize, learn how to recognize who's the real and who's the fake. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And I mean, yeah. yeah. But we had fake, I mean, don't give me, I'm not saying we didn't have fake beforehand. Yeah, 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 you know yeah, what I mean? It's, it's always been fake. Yeah, 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 even, yeah. even with social media, it's hard to tell who's fake because you right. can't see these people. Mm -hmm. You can be anybody you want to be. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I think. But I, but yeah. to your point, I, I mean, I do agree with you though. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But like something that this reminds me of is like, for example, like a popular conversation that's going on right now like the um, abortion ban bills hitting the country, there's certain celebrities that are on social media whose voices are heightened and they're, but the thing is like, even some of, even some of the ones who um, are heightening their voice, I feel like in some ways, depending on who you're following, depending on all of that, the conversation looks different. For example, on my Twitter, when certain celebrities come out saying stuff that is just messed up and counterproductive, a lot of people are on there holding them accountable. There's a lot of fact fact checking that happens on Black Twitter, at least like w- what I see. But everybody can na- can almost like filter out what their different social feeds look like. So maybe a different person that information, that false information that's being spread by somebody that has a lot of followers, like may be seen as fact or accepted as fact. Shout out to Noah. I see her hammering uh, a few celebrities out there. Mm-hmm. Noah Changa. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> she's been on the show a couple times, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, yeah, two yeah, times. Yeah, yeah, so we, we, we fuck with her. Yeah, um, yeah definitely. Um, you know, it, it's important for us to have those screeners and those filters, but at the same time, there some of us, um, we don't acknowledge all bullshit. We see so much bullshit that we ignore it. We don't get into certain fights because of the fact that it's a waste of time. I'm not going to sit there and argue with an operative, even if they... They, they could be state-sponsored as an actor, as a rapper, whatever. Many of these rappers and actors have been used as tools to, you know, to, to, to knock us out the box. Mm-hmm. So um, for those who have that time, you know, are, are, you know, do that. You know what I mean? But but like I said, I know for a fact that oftentimes folks that come on my threads and just try to say some old off-the-wall shit, hoping that they get a response. But usually, unless you're one of these cats that have a name that I can go ahead and fucking crush to, to, <laughs> to, to pebbles and dust, I don't ignore. I just totally ignore you, mm-hmm. and I will let my folks just eat you because I got a few folks mm-hmm. there yeah. that they love it. Like, look at the just say da 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 because of the fact that the thing is, it's like you know the champ don't fight all challenges. You know what I'm saying? I could talk shit talking about you know I'm a better ball player than Jordan until he answers me. It don't count. Mm-hmm. The minute he says, oh, fuck you, Glenda, mm-hmm. you can't play ball, now I'm the dude that, that's beefing yeah, with Jordan. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So right. we got to be careful. And that's part of the problem. Yeah, people are, on, people are on these devices to make a name for themselves. Yeah, the, on the mm-hmm. name mission. Uh, I'm not saying that's the case of the thing that you were talking about just now, but people do that sometimes to either make a name. I, I think sometimes it can be serious disagreements, obviously, around. Right, right. Uh, we're going to talk more about this in our next segment around the issue of abortion. I think yes. there's some celebrities who are actually calling for a boycott of Georgia, and there's other folks who are saying stay in your lane, you can't call from a boycott outside of Georgia because that's going to have a, def- uh, a detrimental effect on people, working class people here who are trying to keep jobs. And I think that's an interesting debate. I think it's a real mm-hmm. debate to have. I don't, I'm not necessarily saying I side with one or the other, but I also think, I mean, that's, that's part of the time-wasting aspect of like what social media can do is that it right. puts you, you get so caught up in everyday discussions and so forth that as opposed to doing this work, you're having some idiotic discussion and it's not feeling like it's political education anymore. It feels like folks are like internet gangsters, right? They all bad and tough on the internet, but they never come Bust, out of their house. Busting cats. Mm-hmm. But you know what? My man, my man just held up Trigger for, for our new guest. Our new guest. We do this segment called Knockers Nonsense. 
Um, is that is Naka nonsense or Naka's bold questions? What do we call uh, it? It's Naka's uh, uncommon sense. I call it Naka's it nonsense because even uncommon <laughs> sense is nonsense. <laughs> Coco anyway. bullshit. Yes. When we get a question out the bowl, <laughs> totally and bold. when we come back, yes. we answer that question. Yes. And these questions can be anything. Let, let the guests pick. You only get, oh, here you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pick. I yeah. Matter of okay. fact, you know, we we, we gonna prove that we are four minutes late. The whole thing. Come on, man. It's from. Oh, I'm not gonna say it's from China. I won't yeah. disrespect the Chinese. Oh, man. It's like from your house. <laughs> and shit. You know what I'm saying? It's from the quarter store. Not the dollar store. You want to read or should I read it? It's gonna be hard to read because it's not. He he doesn't necessarily he writes write in braille, so you might have feel grammatically is not gonna be correct. Um, what languages do you speak? Go for it. You can't read it. Oh, my bad. I think it's Mandarin. Um, <laughs> I can't read it, but I don't know. If we should read it. Oh, I don't mind reading it. So I mean, I don't know if everybody knows who she is. To be honest, yeah. I think. Show. Let me pick a different. You want to pick another one? Oh, 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 She's oh, 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 She got a day job. She got a real job. Oh yeah, she got a real job. She got the wrong. She got to be political. You agree? You agree with mom? She might not have. I don't mind. Yeah, let's let's do a different one. Let's do another one. Wow. Hey, come out. Did you just bring some? Oh, they got some jobs. This is the get out. Electronic media. Electronic job. Let's they go through all shit. the questions. Like, I got a salary. They using their filter on their phone right now. You know what I'm saying? Okay, yeah. let's ask this one. one. This is yeah. a health question. Oh, uh, health one. All right. Uh, a health and everything question. Okay. Um, if we have proof the gout is killing our leaders, gout some is killing our leaders. Yeah. Arthritis. Hold on. This the handwriting. Who wrote this? Yo, not good. <laughs> uh, right okay, okay. okay. Let, let me let me reread it. Okay. This is if we, language. <laughs> <laughs> it's my second language, but this, this handwriting. Language. Oh, if we. <laughs> oh, said your grammar is fucked up. Yeah, penmanship. No, no, no. The the it's just it's the handwriting. The, the grammar's good. Thank right. you. If Got we you. have proof the government is killing our world leaders, should we go to the UN and ask for help? Help. Uh, been there, done that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cool. We're gonna talk. About All right. We're gonna talk about that when we get All back. Right. Yeah. Right. And we're gonna I'm talk. We're gonna talk about abortion. We also also want to touch on uh, when white women are leading a lot of these women's mm, issues, and that's the topic. We, we're being looked at. You know what I'm saying? And black women thinking that all white women issues are their issues. Mm. I think that needs to be discussed. All right, we're gonna bring that well, all up we, in there. We just couldn't leave off my question. All right, cool. no, no, we're gonna talk about <laughs> that at some point. We're gonna, we're gonna talk about that. Renegade you know. culture. Uh, I'm here seated at the helm. The black soundtrack to confusion is the film. I'm channeling uncertainty and using it to tell the story of winning in life, then losing it as well. The triumph was Machiavelli inspired, awakened a sleeping giant, commanded to reap anxiety. Fresh from the fire and into formal attire. It's from a foreign designer, I call the plug, supplier, but I how we got. Try me not, that's the caveat. You probably hit the same thing my last body got. Poet laureate, swift chariot, the Maserat. The one to watch, born a year of the ox. I got more than a reason to revel like Jesus and Merrill. Lyrical religious hero on Jesus' level. The reason none of these heathens is even as thorough. We bear arms like Idris or Venus to mellow My blood is different than the blood that you bleed if it's yellow I'm colder than the Paul Robeson leading Othello I'm older than the barcode, it ain't easy to tell oh. The rap John Henry, they send me deep in the railroad I'm heavy metal, the rock roller, the rebel without a pause Perspective is bipolar as ever, I got across The bridge and then burnt it in the ash A reoccurring dream and then turned it into cash The reoccurring theme is the hurt lives in the past But last, but last, but last Yo, we back, 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 and we black, black. That's the other renegade culture thing. Everybody loves that. Everybody picks up on that. Black, black, black. Thank you, my man. I appreciate the support. Yo, we back again. We had we started off 
with our question, our bold question. Yes, Sister, yes. can you read that question again? Now that we got, it's not gout. It was government. <laughs> no, it's not gout. It wasn't arthritis that was killing this, our people. This handwriting side. It was the government that was yeah, killing yeah. our people. All right. <laughs> All right, she, let me reread thought, it. She thought my man's government said gout. Gout, yeah. That, yeah, yeah that's Just, don't this government. look like a you? You do look like gout. Mm-hmm. The government is killing like the gout. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. The question is, if we have proof the government is killing our world leaders, should we go to the UN and ask for help? But what they going to do about it? Basically. I mean, that's why. That's the, only, that's the problem with the... the, the the falseness in the question is that the UN somehow is going to check the United States because right. they're killing black people. Mm-hmm. They haven't checked them at any point no. in our history. Right. So it's not like we're going to have to depend on them to check check us, check us the U.S. government now. So. I, I, I spoke at the UN twice. The second time I was... They, 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 they escorted me out so nicely. Thank you for coming. Thank you so much. No, the Asian dude. Would you like a bottle of water, sir? Yeah, like, yeah, so, you know. Like, our largest donor is the United States of America? We are not fucking that Yeah, yeah. Them in Israel, they not fucking around with that. So. All right, so we want to get back. We When we left, we started to talk a little bit about the abortion issue particularly in Georgia, and so we wanted to talk more about that. My man Kalanji also brought up an interesting issue around like how much of this we consider like a black woman's issue, we in the general public, because uh, I know it was a male voice speaking and saying that kind of shit. So, But let's talk about, as far as like lay the groundwork on this, what's happening in Georgia and several other states, and the reason we're asking our sister Salome is because she is an advocate on the issue and has some background working <clears throat> against, let's say, this new abortion law that just came into play. Yeah, so in Georgia and in several states across the country, um, there's a lot of uh, extreme bans on abortion, um, particularly in Georgia. Um, It's HB 41, which is ultimately an abortion ban bill. Um, And it passed the legislature and also Brian Kemp signed it. Um, It will not go into effect until January 2020. Um, That is if it's not stopped by litigation that's going on, that's going to be filed and it's going to go on. Um, But yeah, so there's a lot of abortion ban bills happening. This is something that's like not new. Mm -hmm. Um, It's part of a plan to overturn the 1973 Supreme Court ruling, which basically upheld Um, that abortion is constitutionally legal. Um, And in Missouri, actually, I think it's tonight, Mm -hmm. that they're going to be seeing basically if they're going to have the last abortion clinic left in the state. And if they decide not to keep it, it'll be the first ever state since 1973 to not have a single abortion clinic. Mm -hmm. That's interesting because we're talking Planned Parenthood right now. And... um, as far as the Missouri situation, mm-hmm. right? And of course, we know the the, the uh, history of Margaret Sagan, and we know that um, uh, I mean, th- this this thing is it's like a bugged out situation because here it is: you have these folks wanting to uh, ban abortions, but they're pro death penalty. Mm-hmm. So, in other words, they want to they want the it child all depends to grow, on yeah. <laughs> so they can go ahead and kill them themselves. They want to have that option. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's some real uh, way out shit. Aside from that. It, it's interesting that this really became an issue, and this is an issue that affects all women. And for the record, I happen to be pro-choice. It's, it's whatever you choose to do that's your life. I don't know what the circumstances and unless it is a, a child that I help to create, you know what I mean? Unless you ask my opinion, it's really not, you know what I mean? I don't know. I can't tell you what to do with your body. Um, but it's interesting because of the fact that when... Um, <clears throat> When uh, eugenics was in full effect, you know, 
a lot of white women were silent. And now all of a sudden, when the this this white male led um, witch hunt is going down, it's like it's an uproar, and we realize that, that the reality of it is, it's like the, uh, the the European population in America is at an all time low. So a lot of these white men don't want to see their women uh, abort these children mm -hmm. or the, abort these uh, fetuses, and it's 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 a ill situation because of the fact that unfortunately. Black women are constantly uh, drug into a number of these different issues by white women. Now, indeed, this particular case, we know that it affects all women, but we have to be careful with things that, that, that are led by these white folks because of the fact that they're conniving, they're very deceitful, and they will have your ass up under the bus. Um, even with the whole Women's March thing, they had the, the Million Women's March, which was actually started by uh, Sister Filet, mm -hmm. Empress Chi up in uh, Philadelphia, but it was hijacked a few years ago, a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. And what happened, I think it was last year, these uh, white women wanted to force folks like Tamika Mallory uh, off the uh, Yeah, it became board. an issue of whether or not these these women of color were too radical right. for bringing in Minister bringing Farrakhan in, yeah, or the Nation yeah, of Islam. Yeah. You know or even not supporting, having, not supporting Israel. Right, because right, right, folks right, came right. out with those uh, Muslim folks. It basically became like the the radical politics of black people and some other folks of color. Right. Whether or not those politics were too radical for what what basically these white women wanted was a mainstream um, uh, campaign or organizing around the issues that they most cared about. Right. And so the the idea is like whether or not we are being sort of forced into sort of like let's say liberal issues that people care about on the big policy stage um, and how much an effect these things have on our community and whether or not we should be spending all our time or do it feels like we are, we are joining in on other issues that are not strictly about or not primarily about our liberation. And I think that's, I mean, I think that's, I don't think that's a straight answer individually. Like, I mean, right, I think right, just, right. like you said before, there's like things that are of concern both ways. Yeah, it's like the hands made tell right now. Yeah, I think it's... Um it's important to note that this movement, the movement for bodily autonomy, was not started by white women, um, and it's not a white women-only issue. I think it's important to note that there's several organizations of black women-led um, folks who actually have been doing work around not just bodily autonomy, but reproductive justice holistically. And so to limit it to what's being out on social media, what's being out in news coverage as a white women thing, as black women following white women, I think it's super limiting to the conversation and it's also super limiting to um, abortion and abortion access and not just abortion access but like abortion in relationship to reproductive justice as a whole right i'm not talking about who started i'm talking about the hijacking because white folks are notorious for hijacking shit they didn't they use they didn't start too much good shit at all period mm -hmm. you know what i mean but they'll come in hijack and take it take it towards another direction that's my whole thing they're good for the sidetracking of the slave just like the whole thing with the uh the civil rights era and the black power era. You know what I mean? You had this situation going on and then they say, no, women are being oppressed in America. Black women were being oppressed, period. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And been oppressed since we, since they came into contact with these folks, just like us. But what happens oftentimes, it becomes a situation where it's against the men, uh, particularly black men. Um, unfortunately, this situation uh, uh, here now, you have this governor out of Alabama, what's her name that's uh, 
leading the charge out there. I forgot her name, but she's a white woman. Right, mm-hmm. and she—that's what I'm saying. She's a white woman, mm-hmm. but she's in cahoots with her mm-hmm. white man, white male, you know, comrades. You know, so we think that, and, and I'm all for um, stopping this this uh, train before it becomes a train wreck because of the fact that it's it's headed towards destruction. But unfortunately, you know, again, um, we have to. Uh, organize in the most strategic way and really the way they box us out we got to begin to box them out you know what I mean we we can unite around certain issues when we talk about uh, coalition building but at the same time we have to stop allowing them to hijack and lead our show and that's the reality of it you know they you know of course they didn't start the the women's the million women's march but at the end of the day they were the ones that were coming with the the hands unplugging the box you can't say this you can't do this you can't say this and even start shit so what would you have to say to the person that says isn't it about the message and not the messenger isn't what about the message and not the messenger whatever you're putting out there isn't about the message and not the messenger the message could be let's say you know pro-life it's not the person that's going out there like you're saying people hide. the messenger always determines the message yes that's true so it's like if even if you're looking at it with this issue for example the message that maybe like a, a cis white woman led group would be giving to the broader audience about abortion is very different than a group, for example, like a reproductive justice group. Like at the end of the day, like there's a there's some overlap. But at the end of the day, like when it comes to black folks, black women, especially um, black people in general who give birth. Um, or black people in general who are capable of becoming pregnant, it's like, at the end of the day, for us, it's always more than about choice. It's always more than about the law. Um, There's, like, always more to it. So when we're thinking about even, for example, something like reproductive health care and reproductive justice and reproductive rights, like, it's important to note that, like, the black people that coined reproductive justice, it includes both both having choosing to not choosing, but like the human right to have children, not have children. And also the most important part, I think, or one of the most important parts is parenting the children that we have in safe and sustainable communities. And that includes housing justice, that includes economic justice, that includes a plethora of other things. And so when we fight for it and when we send the message out there, it's always more complicated because our lives are more complicated because we live at the intersection of like so many different power structures. Mm-hmm. There was a moment of silence here. The brothers are scared <laughs> to step up. Brothers is touching the subject. Out. I, I wish and we had like, cameras oh, no. on. The brothers look like, 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 Dear in the life. Like, I ain't saying nothing <laughs> wrong. Exactly. Are they sharing? I think the the reason that uh you know that I'm so so against the idea of an abortion is because in my opinion that I think a lot of people just use the idea that they can just go out and, and have an abortion as a form of birth control. And I think that's you know, I think that's just careless, uh heartless. You really don't give a crap about yourself. Of course the fetus, uh but I, that's, you worry that it's overused. It's always been overused. Ever since, it's, it's, in my opinion, it's always been overused. And, you know, especially, in, uh, I can't really say about white communities, but I know, you know, just just coming from where I'm, where I'm from, you see it all the time. So, so Young girls get pregnant. What happens? Wait, wait, and, and their parents uh, take them somewhere to get a, have an abortion. That? Like that's their decision. It's their body, though, right? 
Yeah, it's their decision. Right, and that's what it's about. That's, but mean, you made that's the decision to have unprotected sex. And it's still their decision what they're going to but do. You made, but what you were doing, you're careless. So when there are ways for you to try and not get pregnant, but you didn't even use that, now because you didn't use the option that you had maybe a birth control if that's what you choose to do. Not that I'm not them for birth birth control or a condom or just don't have sex yet. For, for the record, that's brother Anthony talking. <laughs> so y'all hear that's, that's all I'm saying. I mean, that's, that's all I'm saying. I just, like, just want to note man. real quick. Yeah. I just want to note real there, quick. There are if ways, we're talking man. about right. how words mean things, birth control is something that's used. Um, before somebody gets pregnant, not after somebody gets pregnant, I, I agree. and so therefore abortion. In the if we're putting definitions to words, mm-hmm. abortion cannot be called yeah. birth control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and well, I mean, maybe you can't call it birth most control, of us, but people I mean, are using it that way. Yeah, but I mean, let's, I mean, let's be real too. Like you know, most of us are here by quote unquote accident. Most, I mean, I, I'm, I'm just like, especially you. Well, <laughs> I've had to talk with your family. They told me plenty of times. Wait, 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 wait. We wait, don't know wait. how the hell he so got here. Ain't no black love. This motherfucker gonna say most of us here by accident. Like, don't even count your like, kids. Like, so like, all I'm like, saying is that no. What I'm saying is that people cup. have <laughs> people have sex right yeah. without protection, and it doesn't mean that they, that their life should ultimately have to change forever because they got pregnant, right? And, I mean, the thing I, I, I strongly agree with around, a lot, I mean, people don't like to talk about it like this, particularly brothers or whatever like that, have to, a lot of the times, brothers ain't stepping up to be like, yo, we pregnant? Hallelujah! This is what I'm wishing for, whatever like that. Facts. This sister is like on her own, she's whatever, she didn't expect it either, and now, you know, unless she's going to court and doing a whole bunch of other things, Somebody else is going to be have to be dragged into taking care of something. So it's, so I mean, I think that's why it is. I do feel like you know, sort of like that outside opinion looking in. That's why it is a woman's issue because it's her body, it's her delivery, it's her nine months, it's her lifetime alteration that's going to be affected, and it's not always going to be the dude who, whether or not they had, whether or not folks decided to wear protection or do birth control or not. That are making like these joint decisions or whatever. More than that, uh, how do you feel about uh, folks who are vic- victims of rape? Now that's to me, in my opinion, that's different. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. To me, that's different. All right. You know, right. because you know they force something on you that you 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 didn't welcome that. But like you note that that's different, right? But when we're talking about these bans on abortion, it's like when you when you have the government making that decision for people, it's not gonna matter. Even in Georgia, when there's exceptions for rape and incest, right, you still have to have a police report. And we all know that that's something that's, like, not easy to get and not safe to get for a whole bunch of people. And so any type of ban on abortion is ultimately, like, forcing people, even people who are victims of race, of rape, to, like, basically carry pregnancies that they cannot do. I get that. Yeah. I get that. So... So as a community, why should we not just force, you know, uh, well not, not necessarily force, but begin to teach our kids more about sex 
Well, we should. Totally. I mean, I, nobody's I'm saying, saying, nobody's so, saying it's mutually I'm exclusive. Just, I'm just saying. Yeah. I get it. I get it. But I'm just saying. I can't go with the ex- with, with that. We're going to accept, I, I we're gonna accept the fact that you're conservative on that. We're going to go to a quick break. My man, Anthony. Again, there's my man, Anthony, now. <laughs> <laughs> emailing me. Don't be confusing. Text me. Yeah, because they all. I, I get involved. Hey, he's not. Don't put my name on that. He just sounds a lot like Kalanji when he was saying it. I thought it was Kalanji. Yo, it's Renegade Culture. We be back. Back, back. <laughs> Die for the cause, yeah I will. I will I used to do crime for the thrills And all for the bills with a white man face Red black slum, like I'm gonna need a white man place I'm a brown king, why I need the white man grace I just need the praise so I can get the right man's grace That's the God up above, my people mud color But dirt from the earth so I know that we made a love Soak up the sun like a sponge Dance for the rain, we are one With all of the elements, with all of the resonance I like them dead if we speak on them presidents Not a Trump, not a Florida, not a Clinton And Obama slipped too, we need to get it in order I like the truth and the facts out there Let's turn the White House to a glass house Run. Yo, Renegade Culture, we back. We just had a great conversation off mic. <laughs> that, you know, this kind of conversation. For the record, I ain't say shit. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, oh, there you the go. Where's the renegade at? Like, the black man. I was like, oh, here we go, though. <laughs> Yo, so we want to. Yeah, I mean, we got like. a turkey based this shit. They try to write us out this. <laughs> <laughs> like, we don't need y'all. Oh, yeah, like, we don't need you. Turkey based Boy, I got Purdue. Know what I'm saying? Sunny? Like, you gone. Yo, yeah. your, your place in history is over. <laughs> yeah, like, so, yeah, we had a great show with some great guests. I want to I want to come back to the organizing is the new cool thing. Yes. Because we got that coming up real soon. Can you tell folks once again if they want to check out the history, the FTP movement? Yes. Organizing is the new cool. How can they check out that documentary Briefly. coming up? Listen, man. Uh uh-uh. uh June 8th. All right. Don't tell me about no goddamn briefly. June 8th, <laughs> we will be at the Plaza Theater. It is a monumental affair. I think I'm going to go on a ledge and say, not since the Panther Party. Okay. Has there been a organization that has documented for this length of time, documented the numerous works that uh, that has been done throughout the world, literally um, a true, true, pure grassroots organization. We have members from all walks of life, um, Africans, of course, um, uh, that have that put in so much beautiful work. I am ecstatic that this is our 15th year. But Organizing New Cool, it's a dynamite film because it's historical in regards to not only the work that we have done, but the work of so many different brothers and sisters who have worked with everybody from Malcolm. You have like uh, Herman Ferguson yeah. and Max Stanford. Who was the Minister you, of Education. Yes, when you talk the organization about... Organization of... Yes, Revolutionary Action yeah. Movement, uh, the Black Panther Party, mm-hmm. the Revolutionary... Uh, uh, the RNA, yeah. um, Republic of New Africa, and so many different, different um, forces. So it is a, a trip... Uh, because of the fact that you don't get to see the Herman Fergusons, you don't get mm-hmm. to see the Max Stanfords. And we talk to talk about somebody like Max Stanford. When you talk about COINTELPRO, he was one of the main targets. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it is, we, we are blessed because of the fact that, like I said, there's at least seven different uh, ancestors in the film from our journey mm-hmm. uh, creating it. But it's, uh, like I said, June 8th, Saturday, June 8th. Make sure you come down. If you're on Instagram, follow Organizing is the New Cool. Um, organizing is the new cool.com is the website. Um, tickets are $15 for the film itself. 
but afterwards we have an art show uh, at the Westview Makerspace in the mm -hmm. West End of Atlanta, and we have over 35 artists who have been working with us. Uh, every mural that you see in Atlanta that's a political mural, we will have those artists there. Um, you know, newspapers, magazines, uh, we have <coughs> classic artists, everybody from a Goldie Gold to, uh, to uh, Fabian and, and so many others, mm -hmm. uh, C-Flux, all this art that C you flux. see, these bicycles that's around the town at the the, the uh, stations, the martyr stations, the, all this stuff. We have all these different artists who have worked with us for the for the past uh, fifteen right. years. So yo, go get your tickets. Yes, check that, out that's organizing. Yes, organizing is the new cool. Yes, fifteen year anniversary, and I want to thank our guests, uh, my man Anthony Shed, who came out. He, he spoke about. I don't know. Said if it's mine. Married, you know what I'm saying? Probably get divorced out of this. I know she's gonna be. She's gonna be waiting on the door when she hear this. <laughs> clip. his ass. Uh, you come that my man Jamal Taylor. Jamal, man. whose middle name is <laughs> Malcolm. That's right. My man was named after Malcolm X. You know what I'm saying? His whole name. No, she's like Malcolm. I'm just saying. He's like, you heard? <laughs> and the sister with the most who came out, Salome Paul. Who spoke her mind and out made everybody and shut the hell up, <laughs> up in the spot? Hand grenades. You know what I'm saying? Who, who told us you can't have no damn baby and I can get a baby? Like, I don't need you. Her new guy. Right. Yo, thank y'all so much for coming out, listening to us, Renegade Culture. Yes, we fuck be back. The police. Fuck the police. Yes. Free the people. Fight the power. That's right. We be back next week, Renegade Culture. Yeah.